if you're not running Facebook ads for your business right now, you probably should be at least be building your email list and just kind of building an audience there because there's a lot of opportunity with it. Welcome to Star of the Delts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Today I have with me my friend, Sema Urzuki. Sema, so good to speak with you. Thank you so much for having me here. All right. Now, Sema, you are a pro. You've been doing podcasts for years and years. <laughs> Thank you for lowering your standards to talk to me today. I appreciate that. And she's silent. I'm speechless. I love it. Okay. So we're going to start out with, if you don't cheer, this is called uh, Finish the Sentence. I'll give you the beginning of the sentence and you finish it. Okay. So if you don't cheer for any other college football team, cheer for... Michigan. For Michigan. All right. So I know that you happen to be a very big Michigan fan. Yep. So much so <laughs> that it's caused you to have violent outbreaks and like... Not in public. Not in public. Okay. Not in public. I try to restrain myself in But public. when Michigan unfortunately might lose a, a game to Ohio State or something... They might lose more than one game That Ohio might be a long State. night for you. Is that... Yeah. Is that okay. Definitely. So that's safe to say. All right, and uh, you're kind of a nomad right now. You are, yeah. I call you a gypsy. <laughs> you can call me a gypsy or a digital nomad. What, what are some things that you love about being a digital nomad? And there might be some people who don't know what that is, so let's talk about that too. So I'd say that a digital nomad is someone that just kind of travels with no specific end destination. They go between different cities. I personally like doing it because I attend a lot of conferences and go to a lot of networking events. And so it's really cool to be able to go to different events, network with different kinds of people, and build my business at the same time. Okay. And right now you're temporarily located in Tampa, but you're going all over the place. Yep. So I'm in Tampa right now, but in the last couple of months, I've been to San Diego a couple of times for two different events. And I'm, I'll be in Salt Lake next week and then Orlando in a couple of weeks for Funnel Hacking Live. Wow. Yeah, and then when I was hanging out with you last year, you were living in Southern California. Yeah, so I like to go where it's sunny. <laughs> well, I don't blame you for that. And because of your business, because of the work that you're doing, that gives you the freedom to do that. So let's go there. Let's talk about what you're doing. Yeah, so I am a digital marketer that focuses primarily on Facebook ads and sales funnels, mostly for people that are in the coaching or consulting or course creating niche. So. I'm doing a lot of traffic to webinars, a lot of email list building, opt-in traffic, that kind of stuff for people. Yeah. And yeah, what do you love about that? I like that all of my clients are actually like making a big difference in someone's life. So when they're selling these online courses or the coaching, they're really able to like make an impact in someone's life. So I kind of first got started in my business. I bought a couple courses that really changed my life. They taught me everything that I know about digital marketing. And if it wasn't for buying those courses, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be able to travel and be able to support myself and kind of do whatever I want to do. So I know how powerful some of my clients are in changing the lives of the people that they work with. Are there people in your family that be like, how, you know, what are you doing? You should they be, have no idea you should what be doing do. this. What are you doing? <laughs> so obviously when I first got started in entrepreneurship, I wasn't making a ton of money. I'd have months where I made money, months where I made no money. And my parents were just kind of a little bit confused and trying to tell me you should just go to business school. You'd right. be a great lawyer. You should go to law school. And then... Which is probably true. <laughs> I would be a, probably. A good lawyer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. But then kind of as time went on, my business grew and they kind of 
they saw me able to like support myself more and more and saw like income coming in they've kind of left that alone so how do you grow your business that kind of comes back to the traveling a lot and networking a lot funny thing all of my clients have actually been like referrals or warm market people so when i go to events i kind of i listen more than i talk most of the time <laughs> you probably don't believe that but because i talk a lot but if you sit around and listen to people talk about their business you'll usually hear about their problems as well as like what's going well with their business and even if it's not necessarily someone i can help personally i'll try and refer them to someone that can help them so if someone's talking about okay i need this built in my business if that's not something i could do i'll be like okay i actually know this resource i know this person that can help you and so doing that i've kind of built my reputation as someone that does facebook ads helps people that are running webinars run successful facebook ads and so now a lot of my clients have been like referrals coming off of that just cuz I've built my reputation with that. What's a funny story about you that most people won't know? Funny story. Or most people listen to this podcast won't know. So many to pick from. No, I can't think of any. It's got to be something. Hmm, funny story. I'm blanking. Okay. Wrong answer by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your trip to California. Which one? This, this most one? recent one, yeah. I flew out from Tampa, got in around Tuesday. I've been doing a lot of stuff working around the, the con I almost said festival, the conference. Right. The Midway event last night, so every year, as you probably know, yes. social media marketing world has a party at the Midway. So that was super fun. Been able to connect with a lot of attendees, a lot of speakers. I haven't really connected with many of the sponsors, but I'm probably going to do that too. Probably going to do that today? Yeah. Yeah? Definitely. That sounds like fun. Let's talk about Facebook ads, because I know that's something you're really good at. At what point did you realize, hey, this is something I want to learn more about and not just learn about, but I can actually help people with? So I actually got started in business before I was doing Facebook ads as like for other people's businesses. Mm -hmm. I was part of four-person company. We were doing fitness-related stuff. So I was learning Facebook ads to bring people into our fitness challenges. Right. And then long story short, I'm not doing that anymore. That partnership didn't quite work out. But I, after studying Facebook ads for that business, I realized I just really liked marketing kind of. And I liked seeing how people think and just what triggers them to make decisions. And then I bought a couple Facebook ads courses and I just decided to go all in with it. So at what point did you transition from, okay, I've watched courses, I'm learning this, to now let me do this for you? And So when I took on my first client, like it was kind of nerve-wracking because it's like, okay, I've been studying for this for like the last ah, year, basically. Yeah. But I'm not the type of person that would ever want to lie and be like, I have this experience. So I decided to charge like less upfront and do something commission based off of how many leads I generated. Cause I was like, okay, if this flops, like it's less of a risk on her end, but like yeah. if it goes well, we both win. And I ended up generating like 2000 leads for her, something super, super cheap, like way more than we expected. That's wonderful. And after that, I was like, okay, I think, I think I got yeah, this. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, definitely. All right. So you and I were talking prior to hitting record and you said there are some things that can affect a person's results if they're doing Facebook ads. So let's just talk about that for a minute. Like, what are some things we see where people are doing that are messing them up? And then maybe on the other side, what, what are some things you see that work? They don't take the time to understand their market, okay? So like your market should be making all of the decisions for you. Like 
what does your market, like what are their pain points? What are their frustrations? What do they really want? And you need to design offers around that because if your offer isn't something that your market wants, if it's not speaking to their pain points, their desires, any of that, then the best Facebook ads in the world probably aren't going to convert. So you need to get your messaging right and get your offer right and really, really understand your market. Because, so the people that are having success, they have those things in place. and They have what? They have the funnels. They have good things in place to help. Yeah, definitely. And they've taken the time. To, if they have an existing audience, they've surveyed their audience about all the stuff I just said, the pain points, the frustrations, the benefits, the desires. And they use that information when writing copy and creating their offers. Because if you think about it, okay, if you survey your audience and you find out their frustrations and then you use that exact terminology in the copy, when someone's reading the ad copy, they're like, are you sick of working a nine to five job where whatever, like whatever the frustration is, someone reads that and they're like, oh my God, this person's in my head, you know, versus if you pull out something that they don't actually care about, it's not going to resonate as much with them. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. What's something that pisses you off? Pisses me off. I think a lot of times people are stubborn when it comes to doing this kind of stuff. They don't want to listen to their market. They don't want to do the research and they think they know everything and they don't let the audience decide. And it's like, okay, if you're testing something in Facebook and you really think an audience is going to convert and it doesn't convert, even though you've done all the research, the audience probably isn't right. So you need to look at the data that you're getting and look at the research from talking to your audience and that stuff. And if it goes against what you truly believe, then it's probably, that's what it is, you know? Like, right. like you have to listen to the data and you have to listen to your audience and you have to make decisions based off of that and not your own instinct. Uh, that's well said. We were talking earlier about chatbots. You're a fan. I'm not sure I'm into it. I guess I've seen it done the wrong way. So let's hear why chatbots are something that you approve of and examples of chatbots being done correctly. Definitely. So there are definitely, I see why you don't always love chatbots. There are people that are doing chatbots wrong. There's people that only use chatbots to pitch. They're not delivering value. They're not. Well, what, what is a chatbot? There's some people not going to know. Okay. So if you don't know what a chatbot is, it's kind of like an automated Facebook messenger tool where business pages can set it up. And if someone messages a business page, they can get an automated response and you can send broadcasts through it to like a chatbot subscriber list. And you can build that list and you can interact with them and all that good stuff. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, what, so that, that's what it is. And you're obviously an advocate for it. Yeah. So let's talk about where you've seen it and work and examples of that. So, I mean, I've seen people use chatbots. There's so many different ways to use them. You can use them to deliver PDFs, that kind of stuff, lead magnets and that stuff. So I think that works really well because, like I said, the open rates on chatbots are super, super high. And then you can actually like have a conversation with the person after an automated conversation where it's like, like I said earlier, if you want to do research on your audience, it's like a perfect place to do it. Okay, here's your PDF you requested. Hey, quick question. What is your biggest struggle when it comes to this? And then you can learn about your audience that way in like a more automated way. But like I said, some people are pitching a lot and not delivering value. So that's where they're messing it up and ruining it for the rest of people. But one place I see them working really, really well is for live webinar reminders. So if someone's running a live webinar, sending notifications via a chat bot saying, hey, the webinar is about to begin, just because like email open rates are pretty low right now. 
and people are always on Facebook and Facebook Messenger. So if you send them the reminders through there, it's more likely that they'll see it and they'll get so on it's your just webinar. just sent from the page. Pardon? From the page? Yeah, from the business page. And so it's like you're getting a message on Facebook yep. that says, hey, here, quick reminder, this is about to start. Yep. Yeah, okay, so an example like that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and I actually, I'll do live streams in my group sometimes. I'll yeah. bring on guest interviews and stuff like that. And I'll post in my group, hey, I'm interviewing this person on this topic. If you want a reminder, subscribe here. And they'll click the link. Okay. And then when I'm going to go live, I just send a broadcast. And I'm like, hey, we're about to go live. It's just convenient, you know? And when you're doing it like that, it's like people know exactly what they're signing up for. And they're excited because they're like, okay, I don't want to miss this. I'm yeah. excited about it. Who's doing something that interests you? In terms of bots? Anything. I think Scott Oldford, I don't know if you've heard about him. He's one bot I actually am still subscribed to because he actually spends time delivering value through the bot. And it's not just pitching. He's sending out content. He's sending out free lead magnets and all of that good stuff. And it's just helpful content, you know? Okay. Where can people connect with you? I actually have a Facebook group called Facebook Ads for Coaches and Consultants. Okay. And if you have any questions related to anything Facebook ads or sales funnel related, I'm always going live in the group, posting content in the group, value everything in there. Excellent. And uh, we always like to close out the interview with final thoughts. Final thoughts. If you're not running Facebook ads for your business right now, you probably should be at least be building your email list and just kind of building an audience there because there's a lot of opportunity with it. Sema, I appreciate you being on the hot seat today, coming to start the doubts. You mentioned the Facebook group. Do you have a website? Yeah, it's semaurzuki.com. Okay, so we'll have your name, of course, in the show notes and on the name of this episode so people Perfect. will be able to put that together. So. Thank you for having Thank me you, on. Sema.